official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. The first day of training is when I realized, oh, this is why they win the league every year. When I, I spoke with Kevin, if I'm going to sign or no for Olympiakos, I say you are crazy good deal, like my friend. I can't speak, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Gate 7 International back at it. The long-awaited day is here. The award show is here. The Gate 7 International second annual award show. Can't believe we're already here. Two award shows. This one in particular was amazing. We've said it multiple times. 10,000 votes went towards picking out the winners for this award show. Makes this award show extra special. We're super pumped for it. Costa Lambro, how are you guys feeling today? Oh, shit. Costa. It's Sunday night. Yeah. It's <laughs> one of those days, boys. I've got my Tikuya shot here. Fantastic. Let's get this show on the road. Uh, we're pumped. Yeah. We are pumped. Go ahead, Lambro. Get the emotions out. Buddy. No, Very I just want to. We've been alerted. It's a terrible mistake on our part. We are filming at the same time as Love Island. So we will oh. not have <laughs> as high a viewership tonight uh, from our English community. It's unfortunate they're watching whether. The son, the daughter of Michael Owen, isn't she on the show? I don't know. Anyway, uh, we'll see. We'll who see. knows? <laughs> Apparently, hey, uh, according to Look at My Eyes DC, there's a hot tub stream going on too. So who knows, Matt? Who knows? It's, who knows what it's a wild watching. night. Sunday yeah. night is a wild night for everybody. Anyway. Guys, if you haven't done so already, before we get started with the award show, don't forget to like and subscribe. Let's make the next award show after this even bigger than this one. If you want it to be as big as we want it to be, get your friends to like and subscribe. Help us make this red and white community even bigger than it already is. And these award shows can just get bigger and crazier. We all want to do that. So do you. So let's get this. Let's make this thing happen. And... Real quickly, everybody, before we get started as well, there is a huge shout-out that we have to make, and that is to AHEPA, the Order of AHEPA. These awards, this award show this year is sponsored by AHEPA. The awards are brought to you by them, promoting Hellenism around the world. If you are interested in giving back to the community, especially for you diaspora Greeks that don't have a direct connection to the motherland and you want to be involved in an organization that helps the motherland out or helps Greek causes, Greeks in your country, wherever, join AHEPA. Check out your local chapter. Go to ahepa.org. And thank you again to the Order of AHEPA for sponsoring these awards. If you haven't seen the awards already, they are on our socials. I believe I have some pictures here. We'll pull up soon. And they turned out fantastic. They made their way to Olympiakos. The players have received the award. So we're super happy that we actually got to have real awards this year. Very excited about that. And it's, I never thought that this would ever, ever, ever happen. I don't know about you guys, but the fact that we've gotten this far means a whole lot. I don't know if any of you guys wanted to say anything else regarding those awards. Costa, go ahead. You want to go first or shall I? I'll go first. Okay. I, I'm just super proud of everything um, we've done to see the players getting the awards, um, making the awards as well was very exciting. 
Um, we have some pictures of them as well um, after they were done being created. Um, really cool, really cool to know that something you guys all contributed to, the players are taking home. Who knows where they're going? Maybe on a mantle of a player. Maybe maybe their homes have these awards. You know, it's, it's just kind of cool that something as a community we put all together, um, we're giving back a bit to the players, showing our recognition, and also having our voices heard as fans. Over 10,000 of you all voted on on the awards so guys really awesome really awesome um i i'm just really proud of the the whole thing how how we did it how we sent the awards how we got the votes how the whole community got involved both uh in greece also outside of greece um the the newspapers have also been writing about the the awards and multiple websites like nova sport have also been writing about it it's great to see um, your guys' voice is being heard. And next year, even bigger. Hopefully, um, we get even more turnout. You know, 10,000 is tough to beat, but, you know, let's see. Let's see. Costa, you got anything about the awards? It's been a hell of a ride. Um, but as the guy said already, it wouldn't be possible without participation from you, the fans. There are some some people in particular that I think we, we need to thank publicly as well. Um, yes. Particularly on Instagram, there was huge, uh, huge participation, and we got a lot of help from from some big accounts. Big up, Red White, Dionysus Verveles in particular, um, Red Core. There are too many, too many accounts. Um, people I'm forgetting, uh, but um, no, I think it exceeded even even my own expectations when we said we wanted to go bigger and better. And seeing how it went, it gives gives us more appetite to make it even more exciting and even bigger next year as well. So massive thank you uh, from me as well um, to everybody, uh, really. And the awards look fantastic. Um, I don't know if you know most of you listening will have seen them posted on on Instagram. Uh, there are pictures of the awards as well on on some of our on some of our posts. Very impressive. Um, looking forward to, I guess, doing it again in a year's time. And there is a comment that we're going to address here. Kevin Milaras, buddy, uh, asking, where is Petro? Kevin, you're you're already kind of predicting what we were going to. Uh, we have a very solemn, um, sort of depressing message here. Um, we are... Uh, wishing an official goodbye to Peter from the show. Peter is still a part of this family and he always will be red and white. He always will be a member of gate seven international. Uh, unfortunately, as you guys know, Peter has a very, very, very tough schedule with his PhD. This guy has been traveling to the Arctic, probably even the Antarctic, but he, the last year, or so it's been very tough on him and the schedule has been very difficult. He loves Olympiacos and he wants to be a part of this. And we hope that in the future, if his schedule allows it, he will come back to us. But for now, for the near future, you won't be seeing Peter on gate seven International. If again, if everything works out and he can make his way back, he's not, it's not like he's, he's cut away he will always be a part of this. Anytime he's free and he can come back, he will always be back. But 
he hasn't been around. You guys have noticed. You guys have been asking for a while. People keep asking where Peter is, and we did want to give a message to him. Uh, Peter, for me, buddy, thank you so much, man, for doing this. Uh, from the times in College Park, uh, just partying, even non Olympiacos related, uh, it's been a pleasure to hang out and just chat with you just through this all the time, man. I'm going to miss you, buddy. I hope you come back. And uh, I, I really look forward to us all getting back together and just chatting to Libyakos one day. It'll be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess for me, Peter is one of my good friends. We, uh, we uh, went to college together. We graduated. We, Peter actually was a genius. He graduated a year early. So I can't even say we graduated together. Um, but this has been great. I remember from the very start when we started this podcast and Peter was so into it um and helped us basically launch the logo you guys see of gate 7 international peter made the name yeah. gate 7 international peter made um his impact on um this whole initiative's been am amazing and i agree with adi um peter is incredibly busy but this isn't a goodbye goodbye um he may even drop by for some guest appearances every now and then but yes hopefully peter can drop by some knowledge um when when the Pedro Martin situation reaches its peak, I know Peter will have opinions on that as well. So he'll be <laughs> wanting to come on the show. Um, but yeah, he's just so busy, guys. I don't know if you guys have ever have friends who've done a PhD or family members. It's insane. And Peter's ahead of schedule. He's looking to submit his dissertation and become a professor in the next few years. So he is super busy. Um, so it's it's a bit of timing issue as well. So goodbye peter i guess that's a bit weird to say even though he it's not like he's dead or something peter i'm still we still talk to him like every day but, um, <laughs> love you man um and and can't wait to see what you do in the future as well so, yeah uh, i'll say very quickly before we crack on i obviously i've never met peter face to face yeah, that the first things first. I never met Peter face to face. <laughs> met him through this initiative. But Peter's so important to this initiative in a sense that he's he, he's he, he's like he's like a symbol of you know one of our objectives, which is to make this club more global, is to 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 make more Olympiacos fans that are you know non-Greek. And I see some of the people in the comments commenting, um, be it Kirby from from the Sunderland fan, be it Patrick, you know, um, to a great extent, you know, that's testament to, to Peter as well and his commitment to this. Um, I think, yeah, like, like I said, it, Peter's the embodiment of, of one of our core, core goals and objectives, which is to grow this club beyond Greece. Uh, and it's, it's, it is what it is. And like you guys said, I know that Peter will, We'll be back at some point and some guest appearances sounds like a fantastic idea. Let's look into that. But he's 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 still alive. He's still alive, guys. He's still around. Yeah, yeah, he's still yeah. around. It's not like yeah. It wasn't Question. like he got mauled by a polar bear, which like <laughs> yeah. could have happened. Peter has been but he does pet them. He does yeah, pet he's them. been petting them. I wouldn't do that, but he No, he's... Peter told me, I don't know if you guys saw that Ray Hudson, the famous announcer. Um he said something, Gonzalo Higuain scored a goal, and he said, it's as cool as the back of a polar bear, like the bottom of a polar <laughs> bear. And Peter sent the video to um, 
me and my friends from university's group chat and he was like actually the bottom of polar bears is really hot like when we were out there in the field we would put our hands on it to warm our hands up and it was like ruin that for everyone Peter. it was a great it was a great moment he was like he's like this is not accurate whatsoever i've touched the bottom of a polar bear and well for them. those who were who were none the wiser nolan lindner fox here asked if peter he's like peter isn't greek that's the comment no peter my friend peter is not ethnically greek that's why it's so special but hey look peter passed off he passed off to at least some people in the chat so you love to mm -hmm. see that Peter, we, we hope we see you soon, buddy. We love you and thank you so much. You're and just as much. hopefully in the near future, Peter will be joining us on a trip to Pireos for a game, Olympiacos game. That would that's, be the dream. That's what Amen. we want to do. Yeah. That would be the dream. Well, yeah. let's get on with it, boys. Let's get on with it here. We've let's got, we've got the awards and we put, we put at least the player awards that happened. So you guys saw those on socials the results of the voting. So we're going to go through everything here. We've got a couple uh, fun things to do. So we're going to get started first and foremost with our most valuable player. And before we get on with some of the discussion about it, we have a short little video for you. There you have it, boys and girls. You also got a picture of the award that he got for being the MVP. Damn. There he is, Yusef El Arabi. Wait, what? 20, I thought it was 20. Henry. What? <laughs> Did you see that assist for that goal in the highlight? Yeah. Was it not Henry? Oh, shit. Yeah. We made a mistake. The graphics. Oh, <laughs> don't worry. Henry gets his award soon, too. But Yusef El Arabi, boys and girls, 23 goals and four assists. Uh, I mean... Once again, breaking that 20-goal mark for Olympiacos in all competitions. Second in gold scored in the Greek League. Led Greece in total goal contributions as well as XG and expected goal contributions. In three seasons with Olympiacos, he's got 78 goals, 19 assists, and that's in 150 appearances. Incredible work from Youssef El Arabi. Despite anything that may be said about his production dipping this season, he is such an important part of this team, such a huge goal outlet from this team, and easily one of the best strikers that we've had at this club. So congratulations, Youssef El Arabi. Wonderful and well-deserved MVP performance. 
Costa, do you have any of the, uh, or Lambro, I don't know if you guys had any of the other finalists for the award. Was anybody even close? Uh, Socrates. Socrates. I'm, Socrates, I, honestly, yeah. Socrates was second. Cisse was close Cisse. third as well, I think. Yeah. Right? yeah. Socrates was second and Cisse was third. Yeah. But yeah. but in the end in the end it wasn't it wasn't really that close. Yeah. Like it was yeah. and, and, and even Papastathopoulos he broke away from, from Cisse at one point. Mm-hmm. But this was um this was clear as day. I was somewhat surprised to be honest. Like my MVP was Cisse. Me too. Um who was yours, Labro? My MVP, I think, was uh, Cisse as well. I, I can't even say. remember. I can't even remember. I tried to forget that last season. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, even, <laughs> even in a season yeah. where, like, for me, El Arabi wasn't it's the possible. same as the years before, he still banged the goals in. Yeah, a lot of them were penalties. Yep. Our We've, we've said this many times before. Our creativity was horrid. But he's still in. He's still in double digits. He's, he got to twenty goals in the end, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. Uh, twenty in, in the season. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. For the Super League. Yep. So he so did it. it. And uh, an extra comment here from Andreas Mitzi's ninth all-time goal scorer in club history. That is also correct. Did not mention that in my brief little rundown of his stats, but you guys are one hundred percent right. <laughs> Masuras, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess the graphic got that one wrong too, buddy. <laughs> Masuras had a. Did he start the season well? I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah, he started. Off. He started, fell off, yeah. and started to do well again. Don't forget, actually, Masuras. When it comes to non-penalty goal contribution, yes. was the highest on the team for a long time. So. That is yeah. the uh, that is that's how that ended up working out. Still, still did well, but you have to be conscious of what Masuras's role is and his niches with the team. Yeah. So there you go, everyone. That was your most valuable player, Yusef El Arabi. Up next, we have the most improved player, and the most improved player, as you all know, was none other than. Oleg Rebchuk, our left back, 48 appearances, two goals and three assists. This guy is, for most of the season, he was second in terms of minutes played only to our goalkeeper, Tomas Vachlik. That says a lot because obviously the goalkeeper is going to be the guy probably with the most minutes. But the fact that Oleg Rebchuk was so close just tells you he didn't get much rest. And we talked about over and over how this guy got run into the ground, it, but it didn't matter. Uh, he just kept chugging. He kept playing despite how much he was playing. He was a team leader in total overlaps and crosses per 90, uh, both areas where we were sorely lacking this season. Uh, Oleg did a lot of the thankless work, but he has that warrior spirit, which is what fans love. He's our Balkan Lightning, and he's our Moldovan Terminator. That's Oleg Grebchuk, your voted most improved player of the season controversial one like a lot of people in the comment section i think didn't believe it and when he but again he like this isn't us choosing i want to like just like i feel like some people were i remember when we posted the results a lot of people were like why you idiots why do you like we didn't choose these these were voted by everyone so do you have the finalists by the way the finalists up there who they For were most improved player i think cissé was up there as well um agibu 
Agibu, but it was difficult because you um, most improved tends to mean they were on the season the or on the yeah. team the year before. So yeah, um, this, there this, were this some, one was yeah. this one was by a mile. Yeah. yeah, he was out and out like most improved voted by the fans. And I, I mean, I think you and I already have given him some praise over the past year because, okay, if you look at his crossing statistics over a year ago and and you look at them maybe around December last year, it did improve. And yeah. he was there in some big games, man. Antwerp, yep. Fenerbahce, the cross for Tiquinho's goal. The goal against Balk that you know that game essentially sealed the championship. He's been there for some key moments, and I know that sometimes he has difficulties playing a a two meter pass in front of him. You know we get frustrated with him still, but I think what what you and I and Costa with a K have always said is bring somebody in to compete with him, and the level of effort that this guy puts in, his motivational drive it will make him improve. So, yeah, he's he has his weaknesses, but I, I do still believe that this is a player that deserves to be on the squad. For me, he was my most improved player as well. I voted for him. Uh, and I think that if we do bring in another left-back, it's going to drive him to become better, like to improve more again this season. Yeah. I definitely hear that. For me, it was this was a tough one, I know, for me, because there were so many players I felt like that just got worse as the season went on or just didn't do so well. Like you had uh, Agibu started off really great in the season. Wonder goals that felt like every other week, whether it was in Champions League or in Greece, and then dropped off in the second half of the season. Uh, Masuras going in and out and in and out. Uh, there were so many players that just kind of either trailed off or never even really picked up steam. And Oleg started off the summer getting a lot of flack, one, because his crossing ability. I still remember there was a stat where he had connected, I think, one in 17 crosses over the summer. And But then he turned it around. He became one of the more accurate crossers on the team, one of the more in terms of his total volume overlap. So I think it was tough because it's not like there were a lot of players that stood out, but I think this is a fair award for him. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. I, uh, I'm i not the biggest fan of Oleg Revchuk, um, but I can at least acknowledge what he's done and that he's improved. Um, I always think it was a really difficult season last season to vote most improved player because there was so much regression across the board yeah. and a lot of levels at Olympiacos. So um, I would challenge people who don't agree with this to kind of go through the board and look at players who were here two seasons ago in person here last season and tell us who they thought were most improved. People complaining about Oleg. It's difficult. It's a small list of players. Um, go down the list, like, who were you going to say? Kenny Lala? No. Masuras, was he really that much better? El Arabi? I wouldn't say so. So you're at the point where you're where you're looking. And Cisse, again, wasn't here the season before. He was on loan. Um, so my opinion, my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you, man. Look, it was a, it was a tough call. Um, but in the end, I think, I think he was deserving of it. So there you go, guys, your most improved player. Up next, best Greek player. 
And as you guys all know, we've alluded to it a little bit already. He was a candidate for MVP. Socrates Papastathopoulos, the best Greek player as voted by you guys, the fans. 39 appearances, one goal, one assist. Socrates is also a leader on Olympiakos in terms of all duels, defensive duels, aerial duels, you name it. In Greece, he had, at for most of the season, he led the league in aerial duels one. The guy is a monster in the air. He's been a monster in our box. Despite his age, despite maybe being a little bit slower, despite some people complaining maybe about certain capabilities of his, he was a solid warrior for us in the back. A Spartan defender, as they say. And without him, we would have copped a lot more this season. He's a vocal presence. He's a leader for this team. And he's a very important member of this club. So congratulations, Socrates on being voted the best Greek player for this coming season. Yeah, I think that's right. I don't know if there's anything else to say. Masuras won it the year before, guys. Um, I don't think he was at the level of Socrates. Um, I'll just say this from my perspective. When I was in the... I think I really understood how valuable and how important he was to Olympiacos when we went to that game in Frankfurt in person you catch so many things in person more um and where we were sitting was behind the goal essentially and you can just see his positioning his tackling his leadership is so good like these are things you don't really pick up on the television but he's a phenomenal player mentally like in frankfurt i i remember at halftime saying to costa like fuck wow this, he's really a good player like you don't notice it on tv but Jesus Christ, um, just just fantastic player, fantastic player. Really knows how to how to defend and how to organize the team, um, even at his older age. So, yeah. Oh. Costa, you're on mute. I think, buddy. There we go. Old habits die hard. <laughs> I was gonna say, I I fell in love with this player ever since he was breaking onto the scene like when he was 18 19 playing i think that epic game for ayak against ac milan which i think they won one nil he made his debut uh, against ac milan they just won i think i think it was the year after they won the champions league i could be wrong but he marked shevchenko out of the game and he's just thinking bloody hell this guy and he's had a great career and yeah, he's come to us at the twilight of his career. But but as Labro said, when you see him on the pitch, might not be as fast as he was, but in here and on the pitch, how he positions himself is like he's like the 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 professor at the back, really. So it's an honor for us to have him at the club. Yeah. Saying that, I know you know he has his critics still among the fan base. Because we haven't really seen a steady duo at the back. It's been a little bit of Socrates and Cisse. It's been a little bit of Socrates and Manolas. But the one constant has always been Socrates at the back, whoever he's played with. So I think, you know, that, that says a lot still at, at his age. And I think, yeah, Andreas is bringing up this comment. He's learned from the best, Velas, Nesta, Nesta. in Italy. I, I mean, mm. 
Maldini, Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, th this guy's been around some fantastic players. Yeah. So, so yeah, big up Socrates, Scaritiria, and stay fit, stay healthy. That was a concern when we bought him, but 39 so games last season is pretty damn good. Also, I will say he's like a master of the dark arts. I think you noticed that in person too. Like his position, just like he rides the line so well, like of what you can do and what you can't do. Like when a goalkeeper is push goal kicking the ball up, just like a little tug or a little push or like he's really good at that stuff. I, I It really comes clear. He's one of those players that you would, that would never be sent off. Don't say that now. We're playing Makata High Spot. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you, you know what I mean? I, I that, That's one thing I would notice. But Like, for Ba, for example, is like an idiot and just be like, oh, I'm going to two-foot this guy in the third minute of the game. That's a good idea. You know what I mean? Like, anyway, no need to talk about Ba. <laughs> I mean, he'd disappear like a Soviet leader or something. Stop. <laughs> Love, before we move on to your earlier point you made about when you're actually at the stadium and and you see how they how they are on the field it just change you actually see things that maybe you wouldn't see on the screen. And I we talked about that earlier. I was at yesterday the Charm City Cup match, the friendly between Arsenal and Everton here in Baltimore. And I saw that with Granite Jaka, a guy that gets Many people who follow Arsenal know Granit Xhaka is like one of the most love and hated player of the Arsenal team. People hate him. They love him. But let me tell you, man, sitting, we were really close. We were sitting, you know, first row. I could hear everything loud and clear. That guy does not stop talking. And when you're there on the field and you get to see these interactions instead of what just the, the camera focus in on, you see how much people do outside of just when the ball's around them. And Xhaka is just one of those leaders. Not just yelling at his players, but if somebody gets into something, he's the first one to defend them in a scuffle. So all of that counts for something, and we've seen that uh, with many players, and that includes guys like Socrates. So there you guys have it, your best Greek player, Socrates Papastathopoulos. Up looking, next. I, I just oh. want to say I'm looking forward to having him and, and Vasalko in the same lineup at the back. Oh, yeah, two animals. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, you love to have that kind of ferocity on the field. Well, boys and girls, up next, we have the goal of the season. So before we comment on which goal of the season it was, just a reminder, because I know sometimes memory with the games is bad. You don't remember the situations. We're going to replay for you all of the finalists for goal of the season, and then we will discuss the one that actually won.
And in the end, the goal of the season, as voted by you, the fans, was the Agibu Camara goal against Ike. So there you have it. That was your goal of the season. Some great options, great finalists there for goal of the season. I don't know about you guys, but me personally, when I was voting for this, just the, the fact that Agibu had two slots on there, that he had two goals that were up for that, I, I just wanted to make sure he at least won one thing. <laughs> like one of them when you get two like come on like you got it you have to win goal of the season somewhere but that was just my opinion yeah no i uh, personally i love um like the goal i voted for i think was actually the oleg reabchuk goal um because i remember the feeling that moment in the season after getting knocked out with ludo goretz and olympiakos was in a difficult position and i remember the feeling just being we have hope, you know, we have hope. We, we we got the three points with them. Like we can turn this around and like we scored this goal and maybe I, I almost felt in that moment, it was almost a season defining goal that one or like season saving. If you think about it, if he didn't score that, would we have gone through with Fenerbahce like close behind us? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. But um, I, that goal has sentimental value that I'll remember going forward. Same with that Taquino goal, again, had huge importance. So I love those goals, those European goals, because of the importance they had. But again, that goal against Ike for uh, for uh, Agibu was fantastic as well. And that was a cracking game. Was that that 3-2 game we won with Ike? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was an important goal too. That was the very start of the season. Again, a difficult period, amazing game. Sold out Owaka, the first sold out game in two years in Greece. So, yeah. Yeah, like I said, man, it was great stuff. I mean, I there's a couple of people here in the comments that are that were saying the Roni goal. Do you guys remember for the finals how close it was, or was it one of these? Lopez's, Lopez's goal was seconds. Yeah, um, it wasn't. It, it was. It was fairly close. It may have been fifty to hundred votes difference with Ronnie's goal, but like. To be honest, I sent I sent this to quite a few of my friends as well, and overwhelmingly they all said Agibu Kamala's goal against Ike. Right, all of them. Yeah. But they're they're non let's say like not watching Olympiacos games all the time and didn't know the significance of the Tikinio goal, the significance of the Rebchuk goal. Uh, for me, you know, my my pick was Tikinio's. I remember watching that game and it was one of those just like you know, just get it over with, just blow the whistle, like we're never gonna score. And then I celebrated like just crazy. If you yeah. ask me any goal that I celebrated, you know, with passion last year, it was that goal, Rebchuk's goal, and and Lopez's goal was like kind of relief. So it's like great strike and like wow, relief, like it's over. Yeah, that was yeah, that was defining, the season-ending um, goal. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Won the title. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But 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 as a strike to the neutral, hands down, I think Agibu Kamara's goal is is the best. And I see some of the some comments. Madi versus Nefchi uh, says Costadinos. There was another comment earlier about Valbuena's free kick against Volos in stoppage time as well. There were some votes for the, for those, but we took the top five. 
Yep. We took the top five that we received, and then we we went from there. Yep, and that's how it went. Majority rules when it comes to yeah. the votes. Maybe one time we pick like I don't know, because like if you take the votes that went for both of Agibu's goals and you add them together, you mm-hmm. know, then Agibu gets. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, that's that's uh, we could consider that for another time. But, but I I will say also closing up on this segment, those goals get me so excited for the yeah. coming season and also the European games because that Cosmote kind of announcing when Olympiacos scores, I have so many good memories of, uh, I think actually it was years ago, it was Nova who did like the goal. Arthur Mazuaku scored a goal against Atletico Madrid. The first one, it's like, when he scored and it was like, ah, oh, I just, it, you get such good memories. Sometimes these, like you get these commentaries that will always stick in your mind and um yeah like things like that you know it just always it's something you'll remember always even years go by four or five years i may remember some of those goals yeah absolutely Uh, there's always a couple every season that stick with you beyond that season yeah So. so Here's, well, to, here's to some more goals. On Wednesday night in Haifa, let's fucking destroy those guys 3 4 nil. <laughs> let's maybe, maybe that's let's not do it. Then. Start the <laughs> memories no, early. God will. I like temper, it. temper down, temper down. Calm down. <laughs> Simmer down. It's like we get the nil nil. It's like, yes, I'll always remember that. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, that was your goal of the season. And we have our last player of the award, player award of the night. And this player award, he unfortunately, he doesn't get a, a trophy uh, like the others do. Here you go, ladies and gentlemen, your coat of the season, Henry Onyakuru. I left the team name up there because I don't want you guys to panic. He's gone. He's in Turkey. You don't have to see his face again or deal with him again. He's playing at least for the next season in another country far, far away. Now, before you guys freak out, you know, even though maybe Ahepa didn't sponsor a nice trophy for Henry, we do have something for him. We do have an award that is appropriate for Henry Nyakuru. I will be getting it for you. Jesus Christ. Here, here it is. Here it is in all its glory. Guys, a nice That looks very coat. warm. For the cold nights, keep you warm for the cold nights. You know, when the yeah, when the when the gas supply runs out, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna need our coats this winter. This is, is it, it, is it boys, cotton? Too. What's it made out of? This is uh, it, well, that's actually a good question for the <laughs> wonderful, wonderful cost of a couple dollars. This the 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 product we have here is. 100% polyester. It appears oh, to have been appears to have been made in Russia. So quality Russian material material for our now want away Turkish coat. So it's uh hey, listen guys, this is a quality coat right here. Probably too much quality uh for Onyakuru. So I don't know. I don't know boys and girls, you tell me what you think. Uh, this is I, I thought this was, uh, you know, he, he couldn't get a real award. So I figured this is this is good enough. I don't know if it's going to fit. It barely fits me. This thing is a little small. 
<laughs> didn't check the size tag. But there you go, ladies and gentlemen, the coat of the season. Yeah. I what what is there to say about Henry? And I see comments already. Yeah, he scored an amazing goal this week in preseason. It's like I saw a tweet. Um, I don't know who wrote it, but it was like the moment he steps foot in Turkey, he becomes like a god player. It's like Turkey, like when Henry's in Turkey, he's like instantly Cristiano Ronaldo or something. But anywhere outside of Turkey, he just sucks. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I don't know, you know? And the thing is, too, like they have to buy him for like three and a half million euros if – um if they make it into European composition, is that the, the clause? So yep. yeah, I guess we're all Adnan Nama Denyaspor fans. Is that the they've name? got yeah. they've got Balotelli and yeah, uh, and former Olympiacos target uh Belhanda. There you go. Adana Demerspor. There you go. I put it up there so you can read it better, Lombard. There we go. There we go, there baby. Go. Big team, big team. So um huge teams, huge teams. Uh, well, there you go, we'll boys and girls. Code of the season. Now, we did forget one. I, I, I'm so sorry. We forgot I, an important player. Go, go, Costa. Oh, go, Costa. I'm sorry. I, just, like, I do want to address this a little bit because, okay, we're not going to go through the, you know, why. But because we saw it on, on this show live, the El Arabigo against Frankfurt at home, where Henry skins the defender, which leaves him for dead. And puts it on a silver platter for El Arabi. And then and then uh, the manager took him off at half time. Yeah. And you're just like, why? So that could have been a turning point for him. I don't know. Like on the one hand, like I read so, some people they say, like he didn't want to be here from the very beginning. He wanted to stay in Turkey at the end of last season, but they couldn't make it happen. Well, let's be honest, like the team last year, it was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. So like, I don't know. Is it one of those one of those cases where if he was on a different team in a different kind of system, maybe it would have been different. I don't know. Maybe. I, I mean, I, we... I, still, I, I still agree with a lot of the things that you said in the deep dive about like, you know, build up play. But you saw in that European game, for example, like against yeah. Frankfurt, it's like, why? That, I feel like that was that was something of a turning point for him at Olympiacos. He had that really good first half, got the assist, and then for no reason whatsoever that I can recollect, comes off. So, okay, yeah. done. It was, well, uh, yeah, it, it was a strange case from the beginning. It was... Um, he started off in the worst way possible when he we got knocked out of Lulo Goretz and then he flew to Turkey the next day to dye his hair green. Like, that was the end. It's that's a disaster of a start for a player. Yeah. Like, yeah. is there any worse of a start? Took um, the seven. Took the seven too without realizing anything about it. So from Fortunis too. So there was even more pressure. I just think like all of the cards were stacked against henry from the start as well yeah um and also yeah it was it was strange he was a strange player because sometimes you're just like is the guy just not trying sometimes it's like he doesn't want to be here he was fucking pissed off about the i think he was perturbed by the hair dying incident too like he didn't realize as well 
I think the fans turned on him quite early and he was kind of, yeah. that turned him off a bit, like, you know, turned him away from the team. But it, it's, it, it goes to the point, Henry, um, I still remember Atalanta at home was his last chance and I was there with Costa Slianos and it just like looked like a dead man walking almost. So maybe this is what gets his career going again. Maybe he was mishandled by the club. Maybe he didn't want to be here from the start. Blah, 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 blah. Let's uh, let's see. Maybe he even comes back next summer. I don't know if anyone really wants that. We'll see. We'll see. Well, Costa, I'm glad you actually brought up the deep dive. I almost forgot because we do have a little bit of a look into the past at the deep dive that I did almost a year ago when Henry Onyekuru came in. Uh, also, a little loving memory segment of Peter. Bruma was heavily involved with Built Up with us. He was averaging over 40 touches a game, 40, 45 touches a game with us, completing 40 to 40 pass, 45 passes a game. A lot of volume. He did a lot for us in that respect. Onyakuru doesn't have half of that action. I would not have paid $5 million for this player. Um, there is a question here from uh, Mitsadas, actually, real quick. Or not means out of sorry, Vascor. Does Onye Kuru have the wow factor? Is he going to make the fans go delirious? Um, no. So there you have it, guys. Damn. That was the <laughs> that was the that was the yeah. deep dive. Nope, I wouldn't have paid five million. <laughs> just about just about it. So the, the, that was the, the I told you so from yeah. Ari. <laughs> yeah. I did have some positives, I believe, when we went in there. Um, but anyway, uh, for those that were on audio and maybe couldn't uh, see that, there, Peter was in that first clip uh, <laughs> just sitting there. We didn't have any audio from him. Uh, yeah. I forgot to include some audio from him. I do apologize. But there you go. That's it. The code of the season. Henry Onyakuru. God bless. And uh, thanks for nothing. Anyway, moving on, moving on. I forgot. I did forget a player, guys. We we did forget somebody. Um, we forgot uh, one of the favorites, uh, the transfer of the season. And the award for transfer of the season went to none other than Tomas Vachlik. Tomas Vachlik, there were a lot of questions. I don't know if you guys remember, but over the summer, when when we signed him, there were a lot of questions about his health and fitness. A lot of injury problems, a lot of worries about that, a lot of worries about what he could do. Well, guess what? We didn't really have to deal with any of that. 17 clean sheets on the season, 43 games played. And in terms of his total saves versus his expected saves, or sorry, expected goals conceded, um, he was underneath, so he allowed less goals than expected. That's really all you can ask for your goalkeeper. And of some of the other transfers we brought in last season, I think this was a no-brainer. Thomas Vachlik transfer of the season. Yeah. Of course, I'll go ahead. Well, I think it was between him and Agibu. Yeah. In the end. But, but again, this one was another one that was clear in terms of the result. So, mm -hmm. I mean, like you said, Ari... Lots of question marks going in, uh, his his back, his waist. But how many games was it in the end? 44? 44 43. games? 43 games. So I don't recall him having injury troubles. No, and nothing, nothing. 
you can't really say that he was rotated or that Zorlaghi's got chances. So, and in the end, he got his plus one. It was a contract that was appearance-based, so he's here another year. Uh, I do see some questions popping up again naturally in the chat, trying to make a comparison between Bachlik and Saab. Uh, I think that's a bit of an unfair question, to be fair. I mean... Yeah. Let's see. Let's see after this season. I mean, Saul was here. Saul was here for more than more than a season. So let's see how this season is as well. People, people, knock Vachlik for his um, coming out, or that he doesn't come out to claim crosses. Every keeper has his weakness. Every keeper tries to do things to to mask weaknesses. Vachlik is one of those keepers that likes to stick to the line. Doesn't like to come out. We've seen that, but but okay. All in all, I mean, it's great business, guys. Check yeah, came number for free, one yeah. international keeper, free transfer. What more can you ask? If there were no fitness problems, success transfer of the season. I voted yeah. for him. Yeah, I yeah. did too. I agree I th- with everything. Yeah, go yeah, on, Costa. Adam. Actually, I think uh, for that question and for the for those of you that are listening on audio. Uh, Nolan Linder Fox asked, who do you think is better, Vachlik or Sa? And Gosta, actually, I think the best way to answer this is something that you brought up uh, earlier in the season regarding the tendencies of Sa and Vachlik. Sa is a more, uh, as you put it, eccentric keeper, right? He's much more confident in that area around him, more confident coming out of the box, like you said. But Vachlik, in terms of his ball distribution, I think has the edge on Sa. Uh, I, I still remember games where uh, we would talk about Jose Sa when he would receive a ball from a player or be distributing the ball, and it would scare the crap out of us because we didn't know what he was going to do, if he was going to miss the ball, or you know, his feet seemed a little, little bit awkward in that respect. But Vachlik seems a little bit calmer and a little bit better when it comes to distribution of the ball. We've seen that. We've had opportunities, multiple opportunities, when Vachlik gets the ball and immediately distributes it out far to somebody almost on a dime. So uh, I think there's some context there with that when if, when you ask a question like that. Yeah. No, I, I think like a lot of people said, uh, you didn't miss Saw so much this season, et cetera, et cetera. I still think Jose Saw is a better keeper for me. Um, he's literally one of the best keepers in the Premier League last season. I think that says it, says it yeah. all. He was fantastic for me. Um I think Thomas Vachlik is doing the job. I think Olympiakos has done really good business with actually goalkeepers. It's one area where we've had some really good ones. There was a bit of a period that Leali, Yaniotas, that kind of shit period before Jose yes. saw. But um, Capino, blah, blah, blah. But, okay, we, we've gotten two good ones in a row. Um, and I thought he made some really good saves. I, I thought he made some really good saves in games. And I know there were some mistakes where he didn't come for a ball. I especially remember, again, back to that 3-2 with Ike. I remember one of the goals, there was miscommunication. He didn't come for the ball, blah, 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 blah. Okay, it happens. It happens. So, But overall, I thought he was was quite good. So uh, I thought he was transfer of the season. And he made some, 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 some really good saves overall. Oh, God. Do I have to read this? Does anyone want to address this? <laughs> I'll read this. Look at my eyes. He says... Thoughts that they want to sign Pascal Lakis, Nicopolidis 2.0. No, 
fuck no. But also he gave a good interview on the Betarades, who are like the best media, I think, in Greece doing interviews at the moment, which was fantastic. You guys should watch it. Like he's actually, he's a goofy kind of funny guy. Um, just like I wouldn't want him. You know, he's like funny, blah, blah, blah. He like makes jokes. But he's just like not a serious person who you want to be your goalkeeper, you know? So uh, that's yeah. the type of thing that rumor I've I'm not gonna if he does sign, then I'll then I'll freak out about it. But this is one yeah, just, no no no. You know. He's supposed to go into Saudi Arabia or something. I don't know. He hasn't signed there and he's still a free agent. And the season that they won the league, yeah, they won the league the way they won it, but he was one of their best players. And it was very hard to get past him. And the guy's massive. Huh? The guy, he's massive. He's really big, yeah. He's got really good reflexes. And, and he did pass through our academy. So I don't know if he's a fan of Olympiacos. I don't <laughs> remember if he mentioned in Betarades. He did, he did, he did. Are you sure? Yeah, he's a late bloomer, though. He played, like, in Cyprus, and he played for a lower-level Greek team, and then he went to Yanina, and then he went to Pauk around 26, 27, because he's, like, 32 right now, guys. Like, not young. Because um, I know he played for Panthrakikos, and Eleftheropoulos was his coach. Um, there you go. There it is. Which, yeah. I, which is something that I like about him, because Eleftheropoulos is my all-time all -time favorite keeper. But that aside, Pascal Agis, if Zolagis doesn't get loaned out or... Like, you know, if, if Dolagis isn't used, Greek players, Greek players, Greek players, guys, we don't have any. We've got six. We needed to submit eight to the UEFA list, and we only have six. We need oh, Greek that's players. A, that's yeah, a see. different uh, message. Oh, oh, there you go. Yeah. 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 So he has started from the Academy of Olympiacos. That's what I because I think they mentioned it in Betarades. They did three hours worth of interview with Pascal. Like, that's how much content they got out of the guy. So I don't know. I, I usually don't recommend just like watching interviews of rival players, but it's kind of just a goofy fucking guy. I don't know. Just watch it. It was interesting, if anything. This comment here from Rusty7, this is hilarious. Do you remember Franco Costanzo? He's a fisherman now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy that they made a photovoltaic ad on the television in Greece. Yes. And oh, I just remember that the line was Costazzo, my sick I remember that ad. It's so funny. Like looks up at the side, like, Oh my gosh. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> I did have a question though um, about Pascal Lakis Labro. Because uh, you mentioned he was a late bloomer. Did those shitty wings on his neck bloom late too? Like, did oh, they come, shit, when he come was on, man. <laughs> he's, oh, God. He's, he he's one of those guys who like dates an influencer and blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, God. He's such, he's like the type of guy you would. You go to a Greek island and you see at the beach bar and he's like acting all tough. And you're just like, it's like the guy you hate with the tattoos and <laughs> thinks he's getting like all the girls. And you're just like, fuck this guy so hard. And But he's like a high level footballer, not like the random asshole at the bar now. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, moving on, boys and girls, we have one more segment for you. One more piece of the award show. 
uh, and it usually is has something to do with the podcast moment of the season. So there were a couple uh, yeah. finalists for this, or actually there was a few, but in the end it came down to a couple of moments. The first moment involved the Luciano interview. A lot of you had said you loved the Luciano interview, but many of you were very interested in a couple of a certain phrase that was said by Luciano many times during that interview. <laughs> I I am guys because of because of the votes. I want to make this a soundbite. So every time I yell at Lambro. <laughs> I, I, this is perfect. I, I, it couldn't have been more perfect. <laughs> and there's one for you too, Costa. He says it a lot, so I can make one for each one. So now, anytime somebody talks to you guys, look, I got. I, listen, Lambro, I got drops of knowledge. Okay? <laughs> this is this so going to be perfect. But yeah. then the second one, the second, the second thing that you guys voted for was a moment that would become a legendary freak out by Labro after that Frankfurt game. And we've got uh, uh, the segment right here. Ari, Ari, what's like, before we kind of get into tactical analysis and getting deeper into Who the gives game, a like, shit about the tactics? Hold on. Who no, no, gives no, no, a no, shit? No, no, There's no, wait, problems wait. at this fucking club that we need no, to talk we're gonna about. Get, like, we're it gonna... doesn't, the tactics don't <laughs> matter. That is the it point does matter. To make you. No, it does not. We have it, shit players who don't want to be here. We have Martins who doesn't want to be here. That is the problem at the club. The tactics don't matter. Okay, some player can play. Some player can play. Who gives a shit? Half the team doesn't want to be at the club. That's the truth of the matter. There you guys. That, there was Lombro's freak out. Yeah. And at the time when so many people were frustrated, that resonated with so many people in our audience. And I guess it makes sense why that was voted. That and the Luciano interview were voted podcast moments of the season. You know, it was Fetano uh, <laughs> comment from Pedro. Ari took that tactics don't matter. <laughs> he did. He did. He didn't like that. Huh? Ari was like, what do you mean tactics don't matter? <laughs> There's actually a little bit more because we did have some back and forth after that. But yeah. I didn't want the I didn't want to have like a 10 minute clip playing of just you and me arguing during yeah. that episode. But we know, actually put that to the vote. We actually put that to the vote as well on yeah, an yeah. Instagram story. I can't remember who it was won. Really close. It was really close. <laughs> it was close, but I think I lost in the end. I think Lambro ended up winning. Lambro's uh, Lambro's anger was much more uh, appreciated. I also, guess, by the I want to answer this question. Uh, Marti, like I'll translate it to English. Martins doesn't want to be at the. Someone said this. Then why did he renew? Like, uh, well, I'll just say because he couldn't get an offer anywhere else. He couldn't get any offer from the Premier League, couldn't get offered a big club. So he decided to come back to Olympiacos. Anyway, I'm not starting this rant. Martins would be happy to be gone and play coaching Burnley right now if he could. But he got no offers because that's what happened. And so at he's at Olympiacos. That's it. At the time of that, he of hadn't that renewed episode, at that point. he hadn't renewed yet. No. Mm -hmm. So just just so uh, you're aware, KN803, he didn't. There was no, there was no renewal. Uh, that was the after time. the home game, the Frankfurt home, home game, game of Frankfurt. He renewed in January. If I remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was that was before that. So um, at the they're leading more fuel to Lambros fire oh, of rage was so dumb was but that was uh i mean that was a. Uh, it, it, it was how to say legit but 
you know, heat at the moment. Yeah. yeah well, exactly. that, that just coming out. And I look fucking, excuse me. I look depressed <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> so depressed. I'm just like, okay. I was, I watched this. the game at a bar. You know, okay, I'm going to reveal something. That rant came out after like eight beers or something. So like, <laughs> I was not happy. I was like, we went, the Olympiacos Swiss guys, we went like five of us to a bar to watch. And we were just, uh, blah, blah, blah. and I remember Frankfurt equalizes and then they score in the 90th minute. And I was ready to fucking smash something. Like, I was so mad. I was so mad. So, uh, yeah, that one didn't come over with like logic whatsoever. I can't claim logic. Adi, of course, is how many hours back so he can watch like with his espresso and enjoy me like drinking <laughs> beers. Uh, <laughs> and then it's like hop on the podcast we need analysis I'm like, so. <laughs> you're like falling asleep yeah, for me it's like asleep. i'm just getting out of work i'm happy yeah i'm exactly. gonna you know what i mean well i wasn't happy that day but you know i had energy you have clear yeah. minds I'm, I'm like it's like midnight <laughs> one in the morning it was uh, uh, poor Costa. Costa just looked so defeated. He didn't even want to put up a fight after <laughs> yeah, a yeah, Costa didn't even put up a fight. He was like, uh... he's like, wait a second. Then he's like, fuck this. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I didn't mean to take it there. I was like, oh, God. Just let it go. Just let it go. Uh, well, there you guys have it. The, the, those are the, this is the second annual Gate 7 Awards. Uh, a lot more production value went into this than last year, obviously. Oh, can uh, we do one last course, like uh, podcast moment? But it was not on our podcast. Costa, play the goddamn clip. You know which oh, clip. You, you, you <laughs> are for it. That's another moment of the season. Not podcast, but just... Up there, Gnostosos Pipa. It's just so good. Okay, Back due to popular demand. It was requested on multiple podcasts. People wanted to hear that. We put it on our Instagram. People wanted to hear that. There you go. There it is again. Uh would that technically since that occurred in the like in the summer transfers or when the, the rumors were starting, can that technically still be voted for for next year? Next year. For the next yes. pot. Yeah, maybe it could be. Could you think right. it'll it'll make it? Could be right. That would be okay. that would be a, amazing. Hey, out of curiosity, for the code of the season, did uh, Ruben Vinagre make his way up there? <laughs> out of curiosity? there was literally I there was no one else voted on except for Henry. Like I literally ten thousand votes. I don't think I saw a single one. There were some funny ones in there. Yes, yeah, like... there were okay. There was some joke. I think Kunde was on there like once or twice, and then I think I think Oleg was on there too. Yeah, it got some votes. Uh, I think even I think even La-la. somebody voted for it in Arabi. Like, yeah, there were a few. There were a few random ones. You, there you were a few random that. ones. Yeah, yeah, Martins was on there, wasn't he? For Code of yeah. Disease. Ma- Martins <laughs> <was on> there. <laughs> Can you imagine if he had won the vote? Oh my god. <laughs> I think I think we, we, we knew the outcome of that one before the vote even started. Oh yeah, so absolutely. We knew we knew that from September. Code of the season, code of the season was uh, was already it was already locked in at that point. I think he actually broke Vinagre's record for clinching code of the season. 
surprisingly Usainu Bar was so bad this season that I don't think he even got a vote like just people yeah, wanted people to just, erase like, didn't want to think of him. Erase him <laughs> from their minds so bad he's still so bad that he had like the worst preseason I've ever he had like two penalty giveaways like multiple goals it was just like oh god this guy sucks um but also Samato's a good shout like remember Samato played like the first three or he played the first four qualifier games and then he got Fucked yeah. right off, remember? And then it hit hit shit hit the fan and blah blah blah. So yeah, don't need to rehash that story, but he had a horrific year as well. Um well, I guess the only thing I would say is like part of being the coat, right, is you have to be hung up on the bench. So if you don't exist on the bench or we you don't exist being hung up, you don't exist. you can't be the coat. So he 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 wasn't even there. So technically he yeah. couldn't be the coat. So That's fair. I don't know. This probably Deep wouldn't analysis. fit Samato anyway. This is way too small for Samato. Yeah. <laughs> also, last season was hard. Ruben Vinagre, of course, won, but like Emre Moore also was here. Like, let's not for let's not forget about that. Yeah, but he never really. We didn't see a lot of him. Like Ruben Vinagre was on the field. Also, Galatasaray signed Emre Moore. He like made a big move to Galatasaray. Hey, Amen. Fenerbahce, signal, I'm so sorry, freaking Fenerbahce. They'll kill us in the comments. But fuck that up, Fenerbahce, and they're not the same thing. Okay, Turkey's a different animal, apparently. Look, Onyekuru does well there. It's weird. It's like the same thing with Greek players. Like random Greek players will go, and they're like, "Gutas is the best defender in the world." It's like, wait, what? Like, random, <laughs> it's, it's like Siopis is the best six we've ever seen in Turkey. It's like, wait, what? Like. <laughs> Just like random players will go and like, did they have talent in Greece? Yes, but like they weren't amazing players. And then you'll see in Turkey, like Tasos Bakasetas now worth 15 million euros. It's like, wait, 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 what? The guy from Ike who sold for like 200,000 euros? Like, it's just so random how that happens. But anyway, dude, you said it in it like a, in, in our chat, like you said it the other day really well. Yeah. Yeah. I, Greek, I guess I can Greek mention player it. player is a constant target. Like one half mistake everyone's going mental going ballistic at them it's like the pressure yeah. so like they the move pressure abroad is so much easier and they don't have that same kind of pressure they do in greece and they just focus and they play football they're just another foreign player it's just like like oh you're just another guy basically they're not the focal point so yeah and not all players can do it under pressure like that plus some have different circumstances unfortunately and are decent players like siopis and you know some certain circumstances see them out but it is what it is unfortunately well boys and girls once again if you haven't done so already please don't forget to like and subscribe uh we hope you guys enjoyed the second annual gate seven international award show uh, every year we're trying to do more with these, get bigger and better. Like we said before, we had over 10,000 votes for this award show. So next year, guys, let's make it 15,000 or 20,000. That would be crazy. And we do very much plan on getting awards again. Uh, we'll send them to the players, making this an annual thing. Because these awards, this these aren't awards that are run by any huge company. They're run by fans. We're all fans here. And we took the vote that was from the fans. There's no special interests, nothing. We see what you guys vote for. We take that. A lot of your votes weren't what we voted, but guess what? They won anyway. That's what this is about. This, is, this here, this platform is about the fans. 
So help us make this community bigger and get the fans' voice heard even louder by helping us connect to more people and to continue to grow the red and white community. Guys, I don't know if you had any other words to say about the award show or anything else you wanted to to say to everyone before we start to wrap things up. Yeah, I just want to say a big thank you to HEPA, you know, for sponsoring and helping us make this dream a reality and getting these trophies into the players' hands. It's been fantastic collaboration. And Adi is the source of knowledge for all of that. So you can follow them, of course, at A-H-E-P-A. And to get more information, you can message them directly or you can message Adi because he has more knowledge about the situation there. Um, yeah, and let's do it again next season. Hopefully, um, hopefully there's some more competition for a few awards as well. I kind of want to see uh, like two candidates for code of the season. No, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> Most of them player MVP because a lot of the awards this season voted themselves, I felt. But let's see. Let's see next season. Costa, uh, anything? From my side, also, again, thank you to our sponsor, Ahepa. Biggest thank you of all to you, the fans that voted, and thank you to my co-host as well. Um, as Ari said, we run this ourselves. We got more votes than we expected, and we then had to go away and count them yeah. and do this properly. So literally, I was there with a piece of paper tallying <laughs> tallying votes for hours on 10, end. 10,000 tallies. Yeah. I, I, can, oh. I have pictures. I have pictures of the paper. Because I couldn't do it all in one go. I had to say, okay, I need to stop, take a break. And, and come they were back close. Some of them were close too. So it was a bit, it was difficult. Like if it was just a landslide, you're like, oh, thank God we've, uh, we've been saved. But alas, it's not that easy. So, <laughs> But I am looking, I think we're all looking forward to doing that again next season. And hopefully we've got more, you know, more to, to be excited about season coming first game of the season obviously on on wednesday and i do believe we have a preview with maccabi haifa fans is it tomorrow or tuesday 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 tuesday, tuesday. tuesday. yeah they'll be coming on the show uh to talk to us uh costa joined them on their podcast the barking and green podcast and he had a chat with them about what they can expect from libyakos and then we'll be bringing on uh one of their guys on tuesday and he'll be giving us a little insight before the game, letting us know what to expect. Uh, Lombro watched that preview, uh, that friendly that yeah. they had with Hapo Bersheva and uh, saw some interesting things. But, yeah. you know, we're going to be happy to talk about it insight. on Tuesday, guys. But I did watch, you know, uh, my my life is Saturday night watching the Israeli Super Cup. Like, <laughs> in what other part of life would I ever do that? It was actually pretty entertaining. Like, you know how sometimes Greek League and Greek Cup games are pretty freaking boring? Like, they were going at each other. There were chances. Okay, the quality of football was nothing, like, brilliant. But, okay, uh, everyone was trying, and it was exciting at times. There was VAR decisions, blah, blah, blah. So, penalties. It was good. But I have some thoughts about the team, which I'm going to ask the the guys from Haifa on Tuesday evening. And uh, for the for this coming season, guys, um, uh, nothing. We're, uh, it's not official yet, but once everything gets locked in order, uh, you guys will hear about it, of course, on one of our next episodes. But um, as part of one of our new sponsorships that's coming in, we're going to have a little different 
more, well, I should say more information, more data, more things that will be available to us for analysis on the show. And you'll see that coming soon. It's going to be, it's going to be very interesting. We've never done stuff like this before or had this before. So it's going to be really cool to have this and be able to talk about stuff like this on the show. So keep an eye out because there's, we're always trying to bring more things to the show. We're always trying more interviews, different things that we can do. Um, we're even looking into fantasy, Greek league fantasy. It is right now on a garbage platform, but uh, they're supposed to be updating some things and going to a new platform this summer ahead of, uh, ahead of August. We'll see how that works out. And we're always trying to make new content for you guys uh, and help out with that. But if you want us to help continue making that content, please help us make this a bigger thing. The more people we reach out to, the easier it becomes and the easier it is for us to be able to continue to make that for you. That all harps on us getting more and more people into this community. So once again, thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you all so much for voting. Uh, again, we wouldn't be here without you guys. We wouldn't be able to do any of this without all of you. It's your participation that continues to make this grow. And as we continue to grow, we are going to do whatever we can to make more content for you guys and to do more that you want. So thank you guys again. Uh, we love all of you. And we hope that this becomes even bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, we would love that. <laughs> we would love even at one point, man, if we could just all full time, just do a Libyako stuff, that would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Uh, for now, we're just, we love just doing this as fans. And we hope that this just gets bigger and bigger. And as always, guys, Gate 7 International here by the fans for the fans. We'll see you next time for the Maccabi Haifa preview. So until then, guys, Kalinita Sas, Kalita, I guess Kalimera for those of you in Australia. Uh, uh, that's it, I guess. <laughs> Take care, everyone. <laughs> Oh,